One big question that all the time comes back also is, I don't know what my purpose is in life. And my opinion is that it is something that you have to develop yourself. Welcome to Cross Pollination, Episode 18. We're a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You're listening to Cross Pollination, where we are here to plant familiar ideas in new soil. Our guests are original, creative, and bold. They've typically done something differently from other people in their fields and gotten interesting, sometimes unexpected results. I'm NB, and I'll be your host. What happens when you don't have a definitive answer to, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's your thing? What if you have more than one thing? Where do you fit in a world of specialized skill sets? And how do you develop expertise when your strength may be breadth, not depth? This week's episode is about people described with some big mouthful of words. Renaissance men, women, people, multi-passionates, multi-hyphenates, polymaths, multi-potentialites, and scanners. That's scanners, not scammers. Who is this mysterious group? These non-conforming, non-specialist rebels going against the green. Some are so undercover they might not even recognize their big wingspan. They can typically be quite creative, have multiple passions at once, and might even have a unique role in innovation. This week, we'll hear from Nikita, a multi-potentialite living fully above ground. Previously, this show has been infiltrated by a suspicious number of other guests much like her. Nikki Chu, Gal Corfus, Vera Navurkovic, Elisa Debress, Lisa Robin Young, and Krista Avampado in episodes 2, 4, 7, 8, 9, and 11. They're a crafty, underestimated powerhouse of multiple talents, knowledge, and skills, often expert cross-pollinators. If it's true that a lot of innovation occurs at the edge of disciplines, then multi-potentialites might be undercover ninjas. Nikita is an IT project manager, a former artist who specialized in stained glass and the originator of Passions Pilot, a resource for multi-potentialites to manage and live out their multiple passions in an organized, flexible, and adaptable way. She talks about how she made a radical career switch from fine art to software, what they have in common, and why she's developing Passions Pilot. Her story is about being a non-specialist, about reinventing work, transferring talents, and finding your place as a creative non-specialist in a specialist age. I have a degree in arts, and after my studies, I, I had the opportunity to start my own uh, studio as, as a professional artist, together with my father. And what we were doing is... We were creating uh, pieces of art in glass and also uh, restoring ancient uh, stained glass windows. Mainly churches, but also in, in castles uh, or in, in uh, private houses. The main thing that you have to see is to keep uh, all the original pieces. And if there are pieces missing or broken, the thing is to keep the original and just adding what is missing. The most ancient that we restored dated from 1436. I associate stained glass with old buildings. I asked Nikita how a stained glass artist blends and cross-pollinates an old art form with modern times. Using the, the old techniques, but in a modern design, that's one possibility. It can be abstract or it can be figurative, but, but still uh, still in a modern way, in a new way. Or you can also try both with modern designs, but then there's also pieces like uh, glass 
glued with a special special glue on on a on a thick glass. So these are all, all possibilities. Releasing glass, casting glass. Uh, I've been blowing glass. I have uh, made sculptures in glass. All that as well. Eventually, Nikita felt that her art career no longer held the kind of interest it had earlier on, and she realized she wanted to do something different. This is pretty typical for a lot of serial multipotentialites who dive deeply even for years into a subject, knowing eventually they'll feel satisfied or even tired of it, and it's time to move on, sometimes to something seemingly quite different. In Nikita's case, it was computer science and a career in IT. She describes the hard work she put in to make a switch and some of the challenges she encountered that made it harder to convince others that her career shift was serious and she was committed to the new path, which she'd already tried out through some short courses. Her new career is one that's stuck, and it holds continued interest for her as time goes on. I stopped my arts business. It felt like it became a job. And I was at that time very, very much interested in, in everything computers and, and internet. And at first, in my opinion, I thought I just made the wrong choice, and now this is really what I want to do. And then it, it started also to, to wear off. So, on the other hand, it's, IT is such a vast, vast subject that I can still find a lot of challenges in it. I started uh, a study as uh, the Open University in computer science. That's how I started IT. It took me a few years to really get a job. In the beginning, it was all new to me, so that aspect I, I love, and it, it was intriguing because it was totally different from what arts is. And um, I was really driven to know how, how everything worked. I was more interested in, in, in development of software. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Artificial intelligence, blockchain, all those things. It's, that's what, what I like about IT. Interestingly, and as with many of us and with our other guests, Nikita's different careers in art, IT, and even her passions pilot project have in common a red thread, a theme unique to her that ties together these disparate interests and keeps her motivated, applying creativity and a purposeful method to create something new. What I like is uh, you need to find creative solutions to issues, sometimes not accept the status quo, not accept that Oh, we've done it always like that, so that is how it how it needs to be. And in that case, I need to know why, and maybe and and then see if if there is a good reason, or that maybe there's other ways to to doing to doing things. So that's the mindset that for artists definitely I can use it in in IT. If you start making a piece of art. Okay, you don't define in the beginning what it should be like. If it's for a client, yes. In IT, it's the same. The, the users, they first describe what the, what the system should do and what the functionality should be. And then you start designing, and that is the same for, for IT and for arts. So there, there's first the design, and then there's the, the development, so the coding in IT. And in arts, there's the, the execution of, of the drawing, the painting, or the the, the sculpture that you are uh, that you're making. I had an overdose of art because when I dive into something, it is with 200%. And so now, with uh, more 
like a chapter that is closed and now it's, uh, uh, I'm still being creative, but uh, mostly writing. I write mainly for, for my blog, so I write articles and now also uh, I'm writing a small ebook, all still on organization and, and productivity. Closely related to organization, productivity, and IT, this episode of Cross-Pollination is brought to you by Smart Security from Shaw Business. With cloud-managed auto-updates, Smart Security makes sure your data is always protected. Shaw Business, powering the entrepreneur. To learn more, visit shawbusiness.ca. One day, Nikita came across a 2015 TEDx talk by Emily Wapnick called Why Some of Us Don't Have One True Calling, a talk that to date has racked up millions of views. It described a group of people she called multi-potentialites, people who have multiple interests in life and work and who aren't supposed to be lifelong specialists. Before this talk, career counselor and author Barbara Scher wrote a series of books like Refuse to Choose on the same topic about people she called scanners. Her talks are likewise available online. Both of them described people whose natural bent it is to be passionate or strongly interested in more than one thing, sometimes simultaneously, sometimes like Nikita, in sequence. When one interest runs its course, they delve into another, often deeply. As a result, multipotentialites are keen learners and can become skilled in several fields. It just doesn't work for them to be forced to choose just one. For many people like Nikita, hearing that TEDx talk was a major aha moment. Many multipotentialites have in fact described it as life-changing. In a world of specialization, someone had seen and recognized them, that they were different, their own group, and the way multipotentialites are wired is just that, designed for breadth, not specialization, or a career in just one thing. They're made for multiplicity. Well, I found the term on the internet and then I found the TED Talk about it. And suddenly it, it was really like kind of a hard moment. I, I was glued to the screen and I was thinking all the time, whoa, this is me, this is me. And all, it's like all the puzzle pieces fell into its place with all the decisions I made in the past and all, uh, everything I wanted to do in the past. Um, suddenly it all, uh, started making sense. As a podcast potentate, I mean fellow multipotentialite, I know exactly what she means. Here Nikita describes what it means for her being a multipotentialite and what it can mean to be a non-specialist in a world that favors specialization. Multipotentialites are people who have lots of different interests and, and passions and projects and they want to do it all. And so it's no surprise that actually I have a few different career paths but what it is to be a multipotentialite, I think in general, multipotentialites have the drive to learn a lot of things in a lot of different fields that are not necessarily all related. My interest was, uh, I had a lot of interest in, in uh, foreign languages. Uh, in the meantime, I speak four languages fluently and notions in two others. Then everything history. I love history. And uh, also that combined with arts uh, was, well, it's, it's a nice subject to, to dive into. And then when I had my small business, I had to learn everything about business. So also that is a big, big chunk uh, to learn, but I, I loved it, really. 
sometimes it is seen by other people as being flaky or as being a jack of all trades, but it's not really true. We also there's there's some multipotentialites that are that are like uh, serial masters. They get they get uh, to a mastery level in something, and then the the challenge is gone, and they want to move on to something else. And I think I'm I'm in, in I fit in that category. Multipotentialites are pretty natural cross-pollinators, and discovering the TEDx talk led Nikita to her next interest, which she's currently undertaking simultaneously with her day job in IT, blogging and creating the Passions Pilot Project. She describes what it is, how it helps multipotentialites manage and organize their many interests and passions, and how she adapts agile methodologies from her business life to do it. When I found out I am a multipotentialite, then I saw also immediately the link with, with what I'm doing uh, as, as IT project manager. And also, actually, uh, my, my whole life, I was looking for ways to, be, to get more done. I, I was really all the time looking for ways and good practices and to get the most uh, out of the time that I had. If I was struggling with that, I was thinking that probably other other multipotentialites had the same the same problem as me, and so when I I found as an IT project manager, I found the ways of doing that. I wanted to share it uh, with with others. So Passions Pilot is my website that is all about uh, organization and productivity for multipotentialites. I want to help them with the organization of of it all. So that's uh, the purpose of uh, Passions Pilot. And there, I think my experience as an IT project manager comes in very practical. In, in IT project management, you have a lot of techniques. There's, there's uh, different approaches of organizing a project, of organizing uh, a portfolio of projects. And it is actually... I don't see why we are structuring, we are organizing a business in a professional way, but our, our personal lives, we do just a little bit, yeah, how we feel, and, 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 and then we're surprised that we're not getting it uh, somewhere. Nikita cross-pollinated agile project management tools with life projects to take into account people's limited time and resources, as well as their changing interests and priorities. There's a range of resources out there for multipotentialites, most only very recently developed, but it's one that she felt was missing. Like a good entrepreneur, she's thoroughly investigated to understand from other multipotentialites the challenges that they encounter. Passions Pilot is being developed to provide a solution to some specific problems, how to manage multiple interests, how to determine what your purpose is amongst all the varied interests. In the future, she'll develop the project further into a course and test it with multi-potentialite she's already connected with to tweak and adjust it to better match their needs. That's the process, similar to the IT project she works on, of designing for a really good fit between the service she's creating and its intended audience. Some people, they struggle with, with, uh, with feedback from, from society in general. They say, oh, they're flaky, they are not able to commit to one thing. They are jack of all trades. That's one thing, and that that eats the their self esteem. That's one thing. Sometimes it's also overwhelm. They take on so many 
so many projects or so many passions. They want to, to do it all and, and it's so overwhelming that they get stuck and finally they, they do nothing at all. Sometimes a, a big problem also is is jumping. Well, they start something and then comes a new shiny object. And then, oh, that one is so interesting. So they're curious about it, dive into that one until the next uh, gold shiny object comes along and then it is rinse and repeat. People who can make a choice uh, and, and say, okay, I will do this and that and that, but I also have this and that and that. Then the, the, the thing is, how do I organize all that in, in, in one lifetime? One big question that all the time comes back also is, I don't know what my purpose is in life. I would like to find a passion, but actually, in my opinion is that it is something that you have to develop yourself. So the first chapter will be how to develop your, your purposes with an S, because can be, for me, it can be several, not just one, for multiple potential rights. Uh, and then a second chapter will be how to set up a portfolio of, of passions. I have now, for the people who subscribe to the newsletter, there is already a, a free course uh, about it on, on my website, but my intention is to put it in the, in the online course, in the big one, and then develop it and, and, and work out more ideas about it. In terms of the passion projects that multi-potentialites might use Passion Pilot for, Nikita's advice is consistent with other good innovators. Try small experiments and see what works. Yeah, my best advice is actually is keep your projects super small. Um, after finishing a small project, you can review all uh, every time your priorities, and then you can decide if you if you want to take the next step. Uh, for the same project, or you can do something else and start another project. So that is my, I think that is the, the best advice, keeping it small. In the past, Da Vinci, Darwin, many others synthesized or made discoveries across many fields. In more recent times, as acquiring deep knowledge has required specialization, specialization has taken on a perception as the only route to expertise and credibility in your field. It's an interesting question as to how many of us are hardcore multipotentialites or hardcore specialists, and how many of us can find a comfortable balance between those two poles, depending on what the times and the circumstances require. In more specialized environments, though, it turns out that multipotentialites often feel like misfits or that they failed at being unable to take on a specialist mold. Emily Wapnick's TEDx talk and Barbara Scherer's books assured them that not only is that not true, but being a multipotentialite or a scanner is not just okay, it can be an advantage. In the meantime, it's possible that multipotentialites may be coming into a time of their own, or at least finding more space as the world of work evolves where their natural talents and multiplicity can thrive. Some of the past guests on the show, including Nikita, have showed us how. In episode 11, Krista Avampato talked about how being a non-specialist allowed her to find work in a career path that her more specialized classmates struggled to when they graduated from business school into the 2008-09 financial crash, when the doors to many of the more specialized fields were closed. In Episode 3, Elisa DeBress, a book coach and co-working space owner, talked about a trend away from do one thing, as she called it, towards portfolio careers that people adopt either by choice or necessity and work on multiple projects and sometimes in multiple fields. 
In episode four, Gal Corfus talked about rapid change and continuous disruption in the tech industry where he works, and his idea that rapid change means it's now critically important to be able to acquire new skills and knowledge quickly and be learning new things all the time. Quick, keen learning and being accustomed to shifting to something else is where multipotentialites excel. Nikki Chu, a self-declared eclectic, in episode 9, started a company called Campsite, built on ideas and skills that blended business, startup culture, psychology, real estate development, and outdoor recreation. She showed us how multi-potentialite entrepreneurs can draw on different elements of their background to grow creative new companies and solve practical problems. And specifically in the innovation realm, multi-potentialites' ability to draw on knowledge from different fields and apply them to areas where they can create new value makes them natural ideators and problem solvers when the problems don't have an obvious solution from within their own domain. Emily Wapnick suggested in her talk that combining the depth of domain specialists with multi-potentialites' breadth could lead to a unique advantage in solving multidisciplinary problems that require both specialist knowledge and multi-potentialite cross-pollination. Nikita believes there's a place for specialists and non-specialists, and most likely for those who fall in between. She believes her own career in IT is a good one with a lot of breadth and enough variety and diversity to make it well-suited to multi-potentialites. Here's her last word on a balance between multi-potentialites and a specialist world. I mean, if I need to have surgery, I hope that the doctor is a specialist. Other jobs, like, like change managers, like um, entrepreneurs, where it is really good to have a large basis uh, of knowledge instead of going deep on one uh, subject. Specialists and multi-potentialites in the right fields. If you'd like to know more about Passions Pilot, you can find it at passionspilot.com and you can contact Nikita at nikita at passionspilot.com. If you enjoyed this show all about multiplicity, you can find a whole range of great shows on everything from politics, culture, sports, business, and more on the Alberta Podcast Network. Check out albertapodcastnetwork.com slash events for some cool and interesting events related to podcasts. And lastly, if you'd like to communicate with me or praise and complain about the show, you can find Crosspollination at www.crosspollination.co or at Pollinata1 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah.